calling to let you know that Carolyn is a, a candidate for a cochlear implant. This is My Beautiful Cyborg. I'm Andrea Schwabe, and Caroline is My Beautiful Cyborg. Hello. Hello. This is episode four. It's Thursday, November 30th, 2017, and things might have changed since then, but probably not because things have slowed down a lot. Uh, if you're listening to this two weeks after November 30th, then probably a lot has gone on, so that'll be a different thing. Yeah. Uh, today's episode, so much to talk about, really. <coughs> uh, we're going to play back some conversation at Caroline's annual Christmas girl party called the Girl Party, <laughs> uh, which naturally means I stay in the basement and pretty much it's Netflix and red licorice yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, it's the one night of the week, that, pardon me, one night of the year that you sort of vacate the premises. Uh, Not quite, but... But it's good. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's a fly on the wall sort of perspective. It's just conversation between you and 15 of your closest friends just talking about how you interact and how you actually interact in the conversation itself is kind of instructive too. So that's that's how we're going to sort of round out the show a little bit. That'll be near the end. Um, and you're going to talk about your mental state a bit because you're going a bit mental or you're feeling a bit mental or something. <laughs> a little bit mental. Did I miss what you said? No, I oh, think you got it. You're just sort of looking at me like, I just love that you're completely unoffended by that. It's like you're going mental. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what I didn't hear, going mental. Yeah. I'm already mental. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I've always um, been mental. <laughs> and so um, you have a date to announce. We actually have another milestone to talk about. Yeah. And it's going to be an expensive milestone because it's the battery milestone. <laughs> That's right, too. You don't want to talk about the batteries, but I'm obsessed about the batteries because they're going to be expensive. They're going to be expensive and just lots and lots of them. So on January 29th, 2018, 2018 I that is my activation day. So after my surgery uh, wound is healed and... My body has absorbed <laughs> the implant. You're fully Borg. <clears throat> right. Uh, that's when I'm going to go to the Glen Rose uh, for three hours in the early morning. <laughs> anyway, and they're going to actually activate the the implant. Yeah, so they put so, power on it for the first time, and then right. you'll hear some quiet beeping, and then hopefully it'll get louder, and then hopefully you're going to hear... <laughs> Because that's what it'll mostly sound like for a while. Yep. I still, Beatrice's words are still ringing in mm-hmm. my ears, as it were. Um, she's the gal that did my very first uh, hearing test at the Glen Rose, and she said to me very clearly, I just want you to know, Caroline, that 100% of cochlear implant recipients hate the sound when they're first activated. That's amazing. And I remember thinking, oh, that, that kind of sucks. It'd be nice to... But you, 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 you talk to people a year later... Oh, yeah. ...and two years later, and they're <clears> just... <throat> it is a whole different life. It's not just I can hear. It's my life is different. Right. So that's pretty cool. Um, and, and really, that sort of gets us to just what the, this part of the episode is all about, which is what's on your mind, because there's lots on your mind. It, shit's getting real. It's December yeah. 12th. 12th is coming. <laughs> 14 days. No, not 14 days. days. 11 days. 11 what days. am I thinking? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, 
A week is only seven days, not ten. <laughs> I was yeah. going by the countdown clock. It's a week and four days. Anyway, 11 days until surgery. And, yeah, certainly on my mind lots. And what else is there to think about right now? Christmas. <laughs> so you've, you've talked about how you're uh, concerned about getting things back. And I find it interesting because it's sort of like... People don't understand when deaf parents have a hearing child that they mourn just the way deaf pa- hearing parents mourn a deaf child. There's right. a loss of something. <clears throat> in your case, you have an established routine. We have ways of dealing with things and coping with things, and that's all changing. It will, in one form or another, change. And you're looking forward to and anxious about getting stuff back. Like what? Did you say like what or why? Like what? Like what? Um, it is not... Th- Yes, I'm a little bit anxious, but I'm also, I'm feeling overwhelmed. And that's the part that adds to the anxiety. So things like having our family over for dinner and actually being able to be part of the dinner conversation, actually laughing on cue for a joke, wouldn't that be amazing? I'm not anxious about that. I'm just excited about it and and just feeling overwhelmed at the possibility of actually hearing music the way you hear music or or not maybe not the way sorry that's mm-hmm. the wrong way to phrase it because i will be hearing very differently but being able to appreciate music the way that you appreciate music yeah i, I well you also talk about group activities like a yoga class or oh yeah absolutely like oh things like well the reason i'm overwhelmed is that if I add all those things back to my life, it's going to be super, 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 super busy and crazy. And so that's where I'm kind of like having to pull myself back a little bit. Oh, Just mentally. Yeah. We're hmm. not even there yet. The thing isn't even in my head yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm already feeling anxious about all those things. Things like just the opportunity to to sit in a classroom at school, maybe take a class and actually learn something that way, the mm-hmm. way that other people learn. By things. hearing. I mean, I actually was thinking about this the other day. And I, I should talk to Barb about it, our, our teacher friend. If there are different modalities of learning, some right. people are oral learners, some people are kinetic learners, they do, learn by doing. If you're an oral learner and you're deaf. And that is my case. That you know, is like, my situation. Yeah. Like you were primarily a, I tell you something and you can do anything as long as you were told. I always used to enjoy um, motivational speakers and that just that kind of thing where you 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 you're listening to someone give a lecture and I would learn that way. That was how I used to learn. And that has most definitely changed. It's completely opposite now. I, I learn only through the printed word. And you've started to read like over the years. It's just gotten more, more and more complex. Like, it, you don't read fluffy stuff a lot of the time, or most well, of the time. Well, I read that too, but but I very but, occasionally. <clears throat> yeah, and light reading this week. Brave new world. Yeah. <laughs> now, a little Aldous Huxley just to break up the monotony. Holy cow. That was a that was a great read too. Yeah. It was really good. My favorite book. Insightful. I mean, it's weird that I haven't read it yet, but I finally yeah. did get to it. And um and I think maybe that's the part that's overwhelming is that I'm still gonna want to do that, but now I'm also going to want to do things like listen to podcasts. Seriously, I'm dead serious. I've I've actually <laughs> The irony doesn't escape me every time I'm producing the show. Right. Because I have actually tried to listen to several and have basically failed. I can't hear what the heck they're talking about. So what what is the point of wasting my time with the earbuds cranked up? Have you tried pumping it through your hearing aid uh, wireless system? 
No, because that is not my preferred method of hearing. Ah, see, there you go. So I have listened. No, but I've tried, and yeah, I. You know what? I'm not going to bother anymore. Yet. Yet. <clears throat> I'll I'll jump straight into the wireless co- cochlear yeah. implant system. Any other fears or anything? Uh, it, it's well, th- no, but back to back to being overwhelmed. I mean, that's really the the main thing. Yes, I have lots of fear. <laughs> Lots of fear. Lots That's of the angst. easy answer, but things like talking on the phone. How much time do people talk, spend talking on the phone? These Not days? much anymore, actually. An incredible win would be laughing at a joke on the phone. Whoa! That's like right. That is so crazy. That's like unbelievable. <laughs> that would be imagine. insane. I know. It's sort of like how did my brain get there? And that probably sounds so banal to everybody else, but to us, we just looked at each other and went, "Oh, that would be yeah, wicked. That would be would, crazy." I think we would both just. Just we go quite quiet after the last. Oh yeah, We'd and realize what just. And probably start crying. Like, ah! Yeah, yeah, probably. We haven't talked on the and phone you know, in fourteen years. The other, it just feels like a lot right now. When I contemplate all of those things and I think about all those things at the same time, I just, you know, I just start to freak out. You know what? There's also a lot of right now. Christmas music. I'm listening to a lot of Christmas music because I don't know whether I'm going to have my hearing on my right side after the surgery. We think probably maybe I'll have some, but I'm not counting on that. Right. And I won't, regardless of regardless of the residual hearing that I do or don't have, it won't, sound, it won't be the same. I won't be able to listen to music the way I do right now. Not right. that that's anything to mourn the loss of, but it's just... It's going to be different, so I need to recognize that and absorb everything I, you know, listen to everything I can right now. Um, and and also, I've been practicing listening. I've been trying to pay more attention to how I listen to things and listening. I've been listening to sounds and voices. Well, I've and, noticed that you're wearing your hearing aids more. Like you're you're oh. doing that that cochlear implant punishment thing where you have to wear the processor and you're forcing yourself you're forcing yourself to wear your hearing aids um i was thinking about that today about trying to explain to my friends why why do you need quiet time why is that important or why is that something that we do as hearing impaired people and they i'm having a bit of a knee issue right now my apparently i tore my meniscus don't know whatever so it's just this kind of you know when you have one of those one pain that just kind of is just Mm-hmm. Per- persistent. It doesn't. It's not horrible and agonizing, but it's just achy and it goes on. And you're walking all day, and now you're tired, and you just you just need that bit of a break. You just sit down, and oh, okay, the pain's gone for for ten minutes while I'm sitting down before I have to get up again and do everything again. And that's what it's like. You just get tired. You get fatigued from listening all day and from straining for, from that. And I don't get that break after mm-hmm. I have my implants, so I figure I need to get every waking now. every waking minute. You right. you need to be wearing it cuz right. your brain, especially when it doesn't sound like it's anything organized for sound, that's the most important time cuz that's when your brain is doing that massive amount of drinking from a fire hose kind of learning. Yeah. So that's going to be fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. No, not so at all. Um, you know, the, one of the other things I keep or have been thinking of, because I, I was trying to, f- I was actually, f- I didn't know why I was so anxious. So I actually sat down and tried to organize my thoughts a little bit. And I realized that I'm also kind of fearful of failing or not doing as well as people are my friends and my family and mm-hmm. the people who love me the most are expecting or hoping. 
I feel like, what if, what if it's the same as now? Or what if it's worse? I mean, it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm very, very hopeful. I'm very, 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 very hopeful right. that it's just going to be incredible. But I'm, I'm almost afraid to hope that much mm-hmm. because there's no guarantee in this and everybody's no. unique. And so well, that's, while that's just being realistic. You're just tempering expectations. And they talk about expectation management in like the first counseling session. <clears throat> right. You know, here's here's a really successful candidate. Here's a middle candidate. And here's someone who thought it sucked and it was the worst thing ever. I also had a little. I honestly had a meltdown when we were. We were just chatting one day, and I i don't know what happened, but it occurred to me that I might actually say to you, like, I heard you. And I thought, mm. what if I turn into a bitch after I <laughs> Like, oh, no, what if hearing Caroline is well, awful? Like, we have to, we're, we'll be unadapting a lot of the things that we've adapted. But once I get used to hearing, sure. I'm worried that I'm just going to... Then I'm going to hide your processor. <laughs> Listen, no, you I do mean, you so can't. many things for me. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's but we normal. have adapted, and you have done so many things, and you're so accustomed to doing certain things to help me here, or just cope in life in the home and outside of the home. Even the most frustrating thing that you do for me all the time, which is when we go to Wendy's or anywhere else and try to order food, it's impossible for me to hear. Not impossible. It's very, very, very challenging to hear uh, the 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 gal or guy at the till, or especially well, in the drive-through. Just, <laughs> I'm just like, hoods. are you kidding me? Yeah, there's vent hoods. They're just so noisy places. My, my friend Edwina said this, and she's right. So I'm just going to calm down about the worrying about being bitchy. She said, Caroline, well, aren't you bitchy sometimes right now? <laughs> And I said, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Every now and then. And she not, said, well, that, how is it going to be different? Yeah, once in a while you're going to be bitchy. Yeah. Please don't ever let me not be thankful for this incredible gift. Right. And don't ever let me take it for granted or just assume it's normal because it's not. You it's... get to take it for granted for one day. Which day? <laughs> the day? The first day that you take it for granted is the only day you get to take it for granted. Uh, but what I'm saying to you right now is I never, I don't even yeah. want one day. I want to just always be profusely grateful. But not reminded because you're having malfunctions and stuff because that's annoying. That's the worst way <laughs> to be reminded. That's yeah. Now we're going to play back the conversation at your annual girls' party called The Girls' Party. Caroline's closest friends and oldest friends is having a Christmas party and ask questions about her hearing. Is the unknown, and also one of the things that I'm um, anxious about is just first of all not knowing how I'm gonna do, and second of all, it's I, I'm feeling like this sounds awful, but it feels like uh, I'm, I don't want to let anybody down. <laughs> like I really want to hear really well after I have this implant. You're hearing well now. I'm doing okay, but we're talking one at a time, too, right? Yeah. And I do okay. miss more than I let on. I kind of <laughs> you do. You'll <laughs> never know what I miss. Smile about music. 
Can you hear? I can hear music, but um, I will be able to hear music better from what I understand. It you will. will. You will. More enjoyable. Because there's just, you can hear that much more that. There's oh. a larger range of sound. Sure. Now, do you have to, like I see, I'm, I don't even know if I've seen any women with it, but man, so does it have to be exposed then? Yeah. I imagine it would, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to get a cool haircut. I've seen it with Change? a woman and a man. I am, actually. With the color, we'll remove the color, right? Well, and then this part will be over it. Not that I care. I, I mean, the lady, I would prefer that people see it. Yeah, well, the lady that I know, she has one. And you because she has her hair, so you don't see it. The cool thing about the, the new, uh, it's called the castle. Yeah. Is that, um, like, I won't have anything behind the ear for the first time in 25 oh, years. Yeah. How long does the surgery take? Uh, two hours, one and a half to two hours. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so in the States, you just go home on the same day. It's day surgery, but we look after our people in Alberta, so I'm staying the night at the Real Alex. Ooh. That, that's a really good idea because um, you could be really dizzy, you could be really nauseated. Um, those things are really unpleasant, mm -hmm. and to feel like you're kind of abandoned to those um, yeah. miserable symptoms by yourself at home. Um, right. I think it's really good I do to stay overnight. I'm actually, I feel just like I'm safer and I just feel a little bit more confident or bored. I just feel assured that, mm -hmm. okay, it's gonna be, mm -hmm. it's gonna be okay. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to the three days mm -hmm. after surgery, but that's just what you have to go through, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but and I think it'll be well worth it. Yeah, your hearing impairment has really never uh, been very significant for me. Um, my twin is very hard of hearing, and um, and I'm not doing so well myself anymore. And it, you know, it's just part of you. It's not a big deal. Well, um, you know, you you try to um, be a little more. Uh, sensitive to to what your needs are and to be sure that you know um, I'm speaking in a way that you're going to be able to hear me and if you don't you you know you always let me know so and that's good that's good because if you couldn't think about how much you would miss yeah absolutely yeah. I'm, I've always been grateful even just for the technology that now is available with hearing aids and I've said it for years already and I'm going to say it again I couldn't have chosen a better time in history to be hearing impaired. I couldn't have planned it better. You know what I mean? If, if you have to have this, this is a good time to have it. Mm -hmm. And what's happened is that the criteria for implants has actually kind of come down. So now, it used to be that you had to be really, like, near deaf. And now... I've got a 70 dB loss, and that's that's like, okay, you're deaf enough. Give <laughs> me mm -hmm. <laughs> one of these. Mm -hmm. So I'm just extremely grateful, and I'm also really thankful that I do have good friends that are willing to take the time to be clear and look at me and be considerate and tap me on the shoulder and, mm -hmm. and you know... <laughs> Working, working with someone who's deaf is actually a challenge, and there's it's a challenge. safety okay. concerns too. It is. That that people often that even I don't think about half the time. But I'll, you know, we're not often will 
I don't even know she's standing immediately behind me while I'm putting my dishes away because our kitchen's quite tight and small. And she's got a hot pan in her hand and she's just waiting for me very patiently because she knows I don't even know she's there. And she's just waiting and I'll turn around like, whoa! <laughs> I'm like, thanks, thanks for waiting. <laughs> just, you know, she doesn't even think of it. She just... No, it's just like part of my job to make sure you like, you can hear me, right? So I don't like doesn't matter to me like it's so natural right it's just well and it's interesting too because it, um it's not just that we've kind of well you know sometimes we have to repeat things to you or articulate but it's also that you're fine with that like it's no big deal because i remember andrea's saying once in a humorous way it's it's like this you say um who are we going out with tomorrow, Caroline? And you'll say, 7.30. Because you got part of the conversation, but so you fill it in, or like you say, you fake it. And, you know, he's gotten used to that, and it's like, okay, and for us, it's still like, we just repeat what we've said, you know? And it's it's okay, and you're so good about laughing at yourself. Oh, yeah. That, you know, okay, fine. I think if you don't laugh at it, if there's no sense of humor, it would be very miserable. Wouldn't you say the same mm-hmm. thing? Like, mm-hmm. I hear the funniest things sometimes. It wasn't well, I'll say, there's no way you just said what I <laughs> <laughs> And everybody goes, what did you Embarrassing, or it's like vulgar, or, uh, you know, it's just crazy. Actually, we had a group in the hotel, and he said, First Nations. And I said, Floor Station? Like, that's what I heard. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. He, and he just giggles and he goes, um, no, the group, it's First Nations. It's like, oh, how did I get floor station from that? Because you know, we're talking about work and they're coming in for lunch. And anyway, that's that's nothing. But there are times when I hear the weirdest things. <laughs> because you be can't hear and you just make up the rest of it, right? So it's yeah, just you your brain. Blanks, exactly. You fill the blanks and that's what it... Andreas figures that's going to be to my advantage because my I do work hard here. I think so. I, I agree. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, I think it's a real talent to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I hope so too. Like it sounds like you have to be creative <laughs> to to hear, and mm-hmm. then so if if your brain has to figure things out, maybe I'm already practiced at that. And, uh, yeah. Oops. Did fun. you hear that? Yeah. I heard that. <laughs> I was just testing you. (laughs) I think what's going to happen is, rather than just hearing God, I'm going to hear whatever you girls heard. Like the, you might have heard the water slosh. You might have heard a little clinking. You might have heard the plastic crinkling. I can hear that right now, but I think there's going to be. It'll just be a fuller sound. So that's what I'm hoping. Unfortunately, it's very very individual. So oh yeah, I guess it responds differently. So yeah, makes sense. Let's hope for that. <laughs> That's what I'm really, really hoping for. Is because some people they activate and like a week later they're they're like a hearing person. And I love this story. My girlfriend in Ontario went for coffee with her when I was visiting in October, and she said she had this little boy in grade one, from grade one to grade five, who was deaf and had a cochlear or binaural implants, I think. And she said he would come in first thing in music class and put his mic 
which was on a on a string or a loop or whatever over her head. Hi, Mrs. B. And he would put it over her head. And then as he got a little older, he would just hand it to her and she would put it on herself. And she said this one day she forgot to put it on. And she felt awful and she went up to him at the end of the class and said, um, I'm really sorry, I forgot to put your mic on. I hope you still got something out of the class and you could still hear something. And he goes, oh, Mrs. B, don't worry. It's not like I'm deaf or something. <laughs> I was like, how cool is that? That would be so great for me to not see myself as a deaf person anymore. Like, to, to just feel like normal, like a normal hearing person. That would be pretty cool. And now what happens when you age? Because some of those things that you're saying to me, I have two now already. You know, I'm in a room, and yeah, of course I can hear, but I, I don't always, I can't yeah. focus if there's a whole lot of noise. Yeah. So what happens when you age? Does well, you, do you still get that fantastic hearing of a young person? Do you, does it stay with you? or? I think that my left ear will continue to, like I will continue to lose hearing in my left. Oh, it's just one. Just, they will only implant one. Okay. For an adult. But that side is not going to change. That will be. This is a lifetime implant cool. and a lifetime commitment on both sides. And not only commitment, but it's active for my life. They have upgrades. Okay. They. So I'm. I'm just. I'm not relying on my normal, regular hearing anymore. My. My. The way that you hear is not how I'm going to be hearing anymore. So they just upgrade my software. I won't continue to lose hearing in that side. Okay. On, on my right. That's neat. So it should actually... I haven't asked that question of the doctor, but I, I imagine because it's a completely different... It's just... Way, like, process for hearing. Of course, yeah. I, so, I wonder if being able to hear differently, right. which is what I'll say, will augment... The hearing on the other side, um, because you'll be hearing the world differently. Right. And what's it going to do to the hearing? Is it going to be, you know, more of a stimulant for that hearing, uh, or will it just be more of a complement to what it's already hearing? Um, that'll be interesting. That'll to be see. interesting to see. They do so. There is a hearing aid that's compatible with the implant, which eventually I'll get mm -hmm. for my left side. But we do know that um, aiding an ear that needs, like, if you have a hearing loss and you do not aid that ear, you, you don't do anything for it, then you'll lose speech recognition. So it follows that if mm -hmm. you aid it or you're hearing better, you maintain, you retain that speech mm -hmm. recognition. So mm -hmm. And yes. that sometimes it somehow will augment the sounds mm -hmm. for the other ear. Yeah. I mean, I would wager a guess that it would. They'll keep an eye on mm -hmm. on that, and that's it might really be helpful to journal it as yes. well because it can be. <clears throat> I don't know about you, but it can be really hard for me to be very definitive. Yes. In in remembering things that are happening to me. That's a really good, really good suggestion, actually, mm -hmm. because, um, for example, one of the cases that my audiologist at the Glenrose told me about, she gave me three examples, and one of the ladies that they implanted said, it's no different, I can hear about the same. But that's totally subjective, because when they did their audiogram with her, she could hear 25% better. Like her speech recognition was 25% better. 
So she didn't even notice it was just easier, but she didn't hmm. realize that it was easier, right? You just have less friction, so it's like, eh, it's not the same. Well, it's not the same, it's easier, and you're doing better. So uh, I'm sure that's Tommy, <laughs> but I'm also sure that I'm going to notice. Um, just to step way back, now, were you born with uh, a hearing impediment? Uh, I was born with a gene that causes it. Okay. So it's congenital, but that the deterioration starts at about 20 in my family. That's oh. kinda, so I got my first pair of AIDS at 21. Yeah, because, I mean, you speak very well. I think that's because I had my hearing growing up. But okay. I, have, I have met some people that lost their hearing as adults, and they've got that speech impediment. And I'm like, I don't understand why they have that impediment when they Learned. were able to, to hear growing up. And all I can think is that if you don't age your ears, you... For example, if I take my hearing aids out now, even with my hearing aids, I barely hear S's. So, like, I can hear it now, but it's different. And, like, consonants, T's and P's and F's, they're all very, very muted. So, if you don't hear those sounds, you kind of just forget to make them, I think. And I think that you're... I don't know. I I can imagine losing my S's. I can imagine... If you gave me another 10 years with reduced hearing, I'm pretty sure that my speech would be affected later. Which is interesting because I'm kind of, I'm listening to you and watching you and you do enunciate, I think is right, yeah, enunciate, like you do make it a point. So, I don't know. Of enunciating? Yeah. Well, I also grew up with a deaf mom, so you, True. so I had to, I lived <laughs> with the person that you guys are dealing with now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, you know, it's big. It's just, to me, as long as I can can remember, it was just polite to face somebody and speak clearly. That was just what you did. And, um, I don't know, so maybe that was a blessing, too, that my mom taught us that. Not even, not even deliberately. But... <clears throat> You know, I think it's sweet that you all think it's not noticeable. <laughs> I think, I think that's, I think it's... It's probably not noticeable because you're so well connected. I think a lot of maybe hearing impaired people might be a little bit more sitting in the corner and not as outgoing or as friendly. Just stubborn. You, no, you're just very. <laughs> just, you just, it's just like German. You're just, you're just, you know, charming and, and the eye contact and the enunciation and just and the work that you do is just very um, maybe unusual for people that have difficulty hearing because they might not have that outgoing nature. Like who who would choose a job as a server if you've got trouble hearing? Yeah. It's just insane. When you think it? about that and it hasn't deterred you in any way or like I just and you I know what? Like she doesn't make very many mistakes with the order. I no, have to say that. Like she makes sometimes she will say, Oh, I heard something wrong and she yeah. will, but not very often. If she got a big table of like 10 people, then she will make maybe one mistake. But other than that, she's fine. 
Carolyn is one of the best servers I've ever I'm almost aggressive about my hearing impairment. You know, you have, especially in a large group, I'll be like, okay, so I need to tell you something. Yeah. I'm hearing impaired, and this is what I say now. We're going to have to work together. (laughs) And they're like, oh, okay. Everybody's really accommodating if you just tell them. Exactly. And then I'll go to each person and individually, like, I'll be over their shoulder. And most people point to what they want on the menu, so that makes it easier, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have made, I mean, I, but it actually I'm really bugs me when no. I make mistakes. She is really, really good, right? And sometimes she, when I'm not sure about something, whatever, I will call her and say, hmm, I wonder if I heard right. I will go and check again, right? Yeah. But barely ever she makes any mistakes. <laughs> Do you think that you've used your hearing impairment as a challenge in life? Definitely. I think it looks like that to me. I've also used it as an excuse. I've also used it as a pity party. So, those are the drawbacks, but I will tell you that, I will tell you this, this couldn't have happened at a better time. I think that it was it was almost like this year I was like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm I'm done in life, you know. He guy can call me home anytime. I'm just I'm good. <laughs> you know, what what else am I gonna do with my time here? And and obviously it was feeling pretty down or something because you know, most people don't that doesn't cross your mind every day. And I I have to say that this is the first time I have really felt and and been excited about and really feel like I have hope for doing those things that I really, really love to do, like music, like being in a group, like, you know, working in a group, like listening to a podcast, that would be cool, <laughs> learning something mm. via listening, like orally, instead of, because what happened was, as my hearing was reduced, I relied, I began relying much more heavily on printed material. So, or, you know, written, the written. So I embraced reading more, and if I wanted to learn something, I, I would, you know, maybe go online and I'm like, oh, they got a YouTube video, I don't want that, I want, I want written directions or whatever. And it would be really, 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 really nice to be able to go on YouTube and hear a tutorial and learn something online that way. It was beautiful. It was a lovely evening. I have gorgeous girlfriends. And I'm just so fortunate that they are willing to spend the evening with me once a year at least. Now we're going to do a real-time demonstration to round out the episode. And we're both German. We both grew up with the same tradition, which is on Christmas Eve, you go to church, you come home. The kids basically got shoved off into a room. You have to entertain yourselves for half an hour to an hour. And the parents decorate the living room. So nothing is decorated until Christmas Eve. And in Germany, they actually put the tree up in Christmas Eve. Um, And then they ring a bell... 
and the children all come down, and then everything is decorated, and there's candles, and the incense is going, mm-hmm. and every, it's just amazing. And Ivan Rebroff and Anna Muscuri are oh, playing the old Christmas carols in <laughs> Russian on the record player. And, and it's kind of a, that magical, if you want to use that word, moment yeah. in, a, in a German child's so life. So the important thing here is the bell. Now, I grew up with a... Uh, Swiss brass cowbell, <laughs> which is rather inelegant, but uh, it did the highly effective. It was a, it was a three-story house, so you had to make some noise. And we had a beautiful little tinkling, because it's kind of a, our home was. So in front of you, you have what there? Carmen, my sister, gifted me with this beautiful little Christmas tree-shaped crystal bell. Right. Uh, a number of years ago when I unpacked it and it was beautiful and that's to our look little, at. And that's our little traditional bell for doing the Christmas thing, but we don't have kids. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I but call it's still you. good to have. You still have it. Yeah, you call me. Exactly. So this is so unpacked it and it's very pretty and, this, and then I gave it a whirl and this is what I heard. Right. And so when I, I'm going to pick the bell up again. So what I did okay. was I covered it with my hand. Right. So it's, let's hear what the bell actually sounds like. It's a crystal, this is a yeah, it's a beautiful little bell. And to me, there's absolutely no okay, difference. Okay, so we're going to do a blind taste test. I'm going to tap your hand. Yes. You're going to close your eyes. Yeah. Because you can't hear me when your eyes are closed. <clears throat> right. And what I'm going to do is I'll tap your hand twice, and I'm going to ring the bell. And I'm either going to ha- ring it open, so I'll ring it open, or I'll ring it closed. So you have to tell me out of four tries whether it's open or closed. Okay, ready? Yep. Okay. I don't know. Closed. <laughs> Closed. It's exactly the same. I can't tell the difference. Are you changing it? Okay, that was close open, close open. Can the mic hear the difference? Oh, yeah. So you hear that and that as the same. Exactly the same. There's no difference. There you go. That's what everybody needs to know about your hearing. And we'll see you again on the next episode of My Beautiful Cyborg. Thanks. Thanks for listening.